Well, today I'm going to talk about hearing from God, hearing from God, and how to distinguish whether it's God's voice or my own voice. This is a kind of a subject that I think a lot of people, you know, struggle with, and we try to find theology to fit whatever we believe in this genre. And so um, today we're going to talk about what it looks like to actually hear his voice and go off of his calling on our life and his plans and purposes and, and to have this beautiful connection with God. So the Bible says that he's Emmanuel, which means he's God with us. So if he's with us, wouldn't you think he has something to say? Have you ever been with somebody and they give you the silent treatment? It's not very fun. But he's God with us. He has things to say to his kids. He, he wants to participate in our everyday, ordinary life. He wants to give us his voice, his perspective, his encouragement. I can remember the very first time that I heard the Lord's voice. I was uh, 13 years old, and I, this lady in the church was trying to help like the, the problem pastor kid, which was me. Um, so she took me to this conference and I was expecting it to be like a bunch of youth and it was like a bunch of 50 and 70 year olds worshiping God. And uh, it was really, really cool. I learned so much there, but it was really the first time that I ever heard the Lord's voice was in Litchfield, Illinois at, at some conference. And I was, uh, sh- I showed up there very far from God, felt very distant from him. And when I walked in the door, just everything changed. The presence of God was just so there that you just couldn't deny God is here. And it was about three days later that I was in this conference and they said, we're going to actually receive a tie at this time. And, you know, as a 13 year old, I'm not going to I don't have much money in my pocket and stuff. So I'm like, "Okay, that's fine. Go ahead and pass the basket. You're not getting anything from me. And so they started the basket at the back of the room, which was kind of weird because you're kind of looking behind like, when's it coming my way? And so it finally made its way around the room and it got to me. And before it had got to my aisle, I remember the Lord saying to me, I want you to give me an offering today. I'm like, I don't have money, God. I want you to, to put something in the basket. And so it got to me, and I set the basket on my lap, and I took off my two gold necklaces, and I put them in my hand. I looked down the aisle. It's like, I don't want to do this. And I dropped them in there. And it radically changed my life from that moment on that the Lord invited me to, to trust Him, to give Him something and from that moment on, every time I've heard the Lord's voice, it's, I go back to that moment of He actually invited me to do something that costs me something, to trust Him in that. And later on, I found out that David, King David, had the same opportunity that somebody was going to actually give him a plot of land to go worship God. And David says, you know what? I'm not going to worship the Lord with something that costs me nothing. So I will pay you whatever you want. But that 14-year-old kid came back to the Quad Cities, radically changed. I had a change in, in my life, but the main change in that whole scenario was I heard God call me into something. I heard the Lord's voice. Trust me, Neil. I want you to worship me with something. 
If he's Emmanuel, then he probably has something to say to us. If he's God with us, he probably has something that he would like to say to his kids, to be a part of our life. My wife, Amy, um, when we go on car trips, she, um, she can go a really long time without talking in the car. I mean, a really long time. And I'm, I'm looking at this as a challenge. I think that she's like challenging me to see how long we can go without talking. And she's just enjoying the car ride. And so finally I'll go, don't you have something to talk about? And I think a lot of us get there with, with life where we're walking through so much of life and it feels like, God, where are you at? We maybe reach out to him when there's a big crisis. You know, God, we need you. I need you right now. And it's like, it feels so distant. This, this line of communication isn't, isn't really working. And I think a lot of that's associated with fear. I think there's two fears that I know I struggle with. And the first one is, is am I going to get his voice wrong? You know, am I going to hear wrong? Am I going to base my entire life on God's voice? And God said this thing to me, but it was, <laughs> it was so wrong. You know, <laughs> Am I going to get it wrong? I think the other fear is, is I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. You know, what if I call out to God? What if I say, God, I want to hear you. And there's nothing. It's radio silence. So I don't want to set myself up for disappointment because disappointment in relationships is really hard, isn't it? So today I want to talk about those those fears of actually being able to hear from God and know if it's God's voice or my voice and distinguish What does God's voice sound like? And what is God's voice? How do I hear from God? How do I balance whether or not it's God's voice or my voice? The story of Moses is such a great story for this because Moses is out in the middle of normal everyday life. He didn't drive to Litchfield, Illinois. Moses is just doing his job. The Bible describes Moses' life in kind of three key areas. First area of Moses' life is 40 years of becoming someone. So he's the son of Pharaoh. He had all this stature in Egypt. The other 40 years of Moses' life is becoming nobody and stripping away everything that he had became from Egypt. And then the last 40 years of Moses' life was God will use nobodies to lead, <laughs> to lead people into freedom. And so we're kind of picking it up in the middle of life, of Moses' life. He doesn't have a whole lot going on. Life hasn't worked out the way that he thought it would. And he's out in the middle of um, the land taking care of sheep. And this is where we find that God wants to speak to us. Right here in Exodus 3. It's going to be Exodus 3, 1. It says this, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There an angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that 
though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him within the bush. Moses, Moses. That's how God's voice sounds, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> like Charlton Heston. If anybody knows who that is. Don't believe everything I just said. Okay? That was a joke. Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. God calls to Moses. Moses, Moses, Moses says, here I am. A couple of things in this passage that are really neat is he's out in the middle of normal everyday life. So many times we think God wants to speak to us. Well, maybe, you know, it's at church the Lord wants to speak to us, which is really true. It's good. But it's in the middle of ordinary day life. You know, walking your dogs, grabbing your poop bags. You know, the normal everyday life of the Legos on the ground and you pick them up because you don't want to really hurt yourself in the middle of the night. You know, going to work, driving to work, getting to work, talking to people at work. What is it? You spend 45% of your life at work? Have you ever thought, like, maybe God wants to speak to us there? You know, maybe he has something to say. Maybe he wants to highlight a person that could really use encouragement. Normal, everyday life. This is where Moses actually hears the word of God. His ears are open. His eyes are open. He's attentive. He is looking for something. Life has not worked out according to plan. Moses is like, is there anything else going on? And God sends an angel in a burning bush to speak to him. Normal, everyday life. The Lord wants to highlight things to us. He wants to show us. He wants to give us direction. He has something to say. Moses' response is, here I am. When God calls us, we can hear him. We can actually approach him. We can, here I am, God, what is it that you want to say to me? It's like a relationship. <laughs> God and us is like this beautiful relationship that the Lord wants to have with us. He says, here I am. Marco. Marco. Here I am. And God calls on Moses. He's attentive. He, he's got his ears open. Here I am. Verse 5 says, Do not come any closer, God says. Take off your sandals, for this is the place where you're standing, is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid. Moses is attentive, he's listening, and then he follows what the Lord says. Don't come any closer, Moses. Stay there. In fact, 
This is such a holy moment. It's going to radically transform your life. I'm going to give you plans and purposes for the rest of your life. Take off your shoes because this is holy ground. This is going to set you apart from this moment on. Your life is going to be radically changed. I know you're out in the middle of the wilderness. and I know you're looking for purpose and God's plan for your life. And I'm about to give it to you. So take off your shoes. It's holy ground. And Moses does that. He actually hides his face from God. And the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt, and I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am convinced of, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians and bring them out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the, land, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Pezzites, Parasites, Hevites, Jebusites, nobody caught that. And now the, the crying of the Israelites has reached me and I have seen the way of the Egyptians and how they're oppressing them. So now go. Would you say that with me? So now go. So you've heard everything that I want to say. You've heard about the situation. But Moses, I'm calling you. So now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I to go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Who am I? Who am I to hear from God? Who am I to actually hear God's word and then apply it? Who am I to to go with a mission? Who am I that you're calling me to this, God? Have you ever been in that? God, why did you call me to this place? Why did you call me to, to work with these people? Who am I to actually bring the word of God to people? Who am I to, to follow through on being a dad? Who am I to, to, to mother these kids? Who am I to start this business? Who am I? And God says, I will be with you because I am Emmanuel. I am God with us. That's who he is. He is Emmanuel. He is God with you. So I'm not so concerned about who you are. I'm not concerned about like what you can accomplish. It's God says, I'm going to be with you. Who am I? God's with you. And this will be a sign that I have, that it is I who have sent you. When you are brought, when you have brought out the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. And Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, what is his name? I don't know. It's the guy in the burning bush, right? Well, what's that guy's name? I'm supposed to go on this mission from God. And how did you hear about it? I was, I talked to someone in a burning bush. Kind of sounds like Moses was burning some bush. The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. That is what you should say to the Israelites. I am who sent me to you. The I am has sent you. When we hear from God, sometimes we just like run with it. And then like we are, I don't know about you, but I'm over here God's called me to something back here, and I'm way ahead of God. 
I didn't get any details. All I got was I'm supposed to do this thing. So go. Okay, go. All right, done. And so Moses like sticks around because in a relationship, you ask questions, don't you? If God calls you to something, you should should ask a couple of questions about what does that look like for me? He doesn't just like call us to something and just like hands off, go and figure it out on your own. It's like, so how am I supposed to do this? Well, tell them that the I am sent you. Tell them that I'm a part of this, that God is in this. Who am I that's going to, Moses, I got you. I'm going to be with you. So how do we hear God's voice? How can we position ourselves like Moses? When we hear God's voice, there's a, there's some things that, um, it comes along with that you see with Moses' moment, this holy moment of Moses' life. God knows your name. Moses, Moses. No, he actually knows your name. So if you want to know, like, is that God's voice or another voice? It's God will know your name. He knows you. And then God, I love this, that God points out the heritage of Moses' life. I've known you from Abraham, from Isaac, from Jacob. I know you. I even know your upbringing. I had plans for you years ago. God will call us to purpose. I'm sending you. See it with Moses. Go, Moses. I'm sending you from here. God will tell us that we're not alone. I'm going to be with you. He'll also give us depth, the depth of who he is. Moses got to know God as the great I am. How deep is it to know the love of the Father as the great I am? To know the most powerful God with a big G. He is the great I am. I think one thing that I've experienced over the years is like, I want more depth out of things. And I'm telling you, the depth of anything that you hear, any message, any worship song, the depth is to know the Lord's voice. There's depth in knowing God's voice. Otherwise, you'll just jump from church to church to church to church and try to find the next Moses to speak depth into your life. God's voice comes with depth. And so knowing the Lord's voice is really important. So Moses receives depth from God. There's three quick ways that I would love to discover if it's God's voice or your own. And the first one is this, is You won't be scared to run to somebody in leadership around you or somebody you trust that's also a believer if it's God's voice. If it's your own voice, you'll hold on to that thing and you won't share it with anyone until you make the decision. 
<laughs> and then you're like, I'm informing you, this is the decision I've made. Um, I would have loved to pray with you on that. You know, I'd love to be a part of that. Or we have community groups. It's a great time to just bounce off ideas. Hey, we're thinking about moving, or we're thinking about starting a business, or we're thinking about, you know, doing these things. And, and uh, it's just such an opportunity to be able to go, would you be praying with me about this? If it's my voice, I don't share it with anyone until I'm telling you this is what's happening. That's what I do. Because I don't want to hear what you have to say. Because it might be different than what pleases me. But with God's voice, when we hear God's voice, we're able to bounce it off of somebody else and go, I feel like this is God's voice. I feel like this is what he's inviting me into. Would you be praying with me on that? That's one way to discover if it's God's voice or your own. The second way is, does it line up with what he's already said? So the Bible is God's voice written down. It's the inspired word of God. So if you want to know if it's God's voice or your own, it'll line up with this. It'll be clear. It, oh, wow. Yep. That, that makes sense. This is what the story of the Bible actually says. And I just want to say something for, for some of us in the room. If you've been hearing God's voice for years, um, and it's not that complicated. So if, if you hear God's voice and you've experienced that and you're being led by that and then you, you hear something else and you're like, take a little portion of this passage and then fit it in with this passage and this, with this passage and this passage and then you have like your own little Bible over here of how God's, God's actually interpreting something and it was never created that way. It's not that complicated. So God's voice comes clearly and it comes with scripture. You won't have to piece together John, Luke, Genesis, uh, Exodus. You won't have to piece it all together. It'll be, it makes sense with the Bible. It's a really easy way to discover, is this my voice or is this God's voice? It'll line up with his word. It'll be simple. And the last thing is this, is it'll, um, if you want to really know if it's God's voice or your voice on big decisions, ideas, does it come with a cost? God always invites us to trust him more. It's always a cost. You know, the, the Lord always invites us to, hey, will you trust me in this? Does it come at a cost? Is this benefiting Neil or is this benefiting my life as a service to God? If our life is a living sacrifice to the Lord, he wants to speak to us and it will come at a cost of having to trust him more. So those are three quick ways to just kind of bounce it off. Somebody in the beginning, hey, I really feel this way, like feel like the Lord's calling me into this. Um, does it line up with Scripture? And then lastly, you know, what, what, is the, what is the cost for me? How am I trusting God in this? I just have a, a quick confession to make on this. Is those gold necklaces that I gave that church were fake. Those weren't real gold. They were barely gold-plated. I think I got them at Claire's or something. <laughs> I mean, so uh, it's not about how much of a cost. It's it's about your heart. You know, um, 
I look back at that moment and that radically changed my life. My life, uh, I really have tried to live my life out as serving God. Like whatever he invites me in on, I know it's going to come at a cost. When I say yes, it normally comes at a cost. It comes at a cost of my comfort. I've turned down jobs because they made me work on Sundays, and that was before I was a pastor. It came at a cost. My grandpa was like some bigwig at John Deere, and I could have easily just jumped in there and been. It's came at a cost, guys. Like everything God's invited me in on has always come at a cost, but it's so worth it to be able to know His voice and be able to just trust, trust God's voice, trust His His leading. He's so worth it. So the last thing I just want to leave us with today is faith is spelled T-R-Y. Yes, I went to Rocky. So (laughs) faith is spelled T-R-Y. So this week, it's an invite for all of us. Try to hear God's voice. Really try to tune in. Try in the middle of those normal day tasks to say, God, I'm inviting you into this space. Would you speak to me? Would you um, show you know, something to me? Would you highlight someone to me? How many of you had that experience where uh, the Lord just kind of puts on your heart to, to pay for the person behind you? The first thing I do is look in my rear mirror and make sure that how many people are in the car? Four. Hmm. Seven's the perfect number, God, so they're on their own. (laughs) But really try. You know, invite the Lord. Just speak to me. I really want to hear you. Don't wait for life to be in this crisis to hear from God. Just try it. Try it this week. Life's amazing. You. He wants to speak to you. He wants to bless that. He wants to be a part of it. Maybe you are in crisis today. Have you yelled out to God? Try. Just as God saw the Israelites and said, I've heard their cries. I've I've seen them. And in the midst of, he sees us. He knows what we're going through. And so try. Reach out to him. God, I, I need to hear from you. I think the hardest part with hearing from God is probably I want to fill up the entire space of my prayers with my words. And so this try, what I'm talking about, is actually saying, God, I want to hear from you. And then just open up the space. Would you speak to me? I need direction right now. We need to know. uh, What are your plans? What are you doing? I need encouragement, God. Would you speak to me? What I'd love to just pray for is, um, I know that all of us in this room come from very different backgrounds. And uh, one, a couple of different backgrounds, especially in the Quad Cities, is that you somebody else hears from God and then they tell you what God has for you. Or you have 
this relationship with someone else and then they have to talk directly to God and then they get information from God and they send it back to them and they shoot it out to you. That's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about us in this room. All of us are equipped. We are ready to hear from the Lord because of the Holy Spirit resides inside of us. He resides inside of us. He has something to say. He wants to speak to you. And so what I'd love to do is just, if you've had some um, different theology that's kind of made it really confusing to hear from God, I would love to just pray over that and just pray for our ears to be open to the Lord's voice today. That we could actually hear Him this week. And so this is for everybody. Anything that's kind of clogged the way of being able to hear God's voice, I'm just going to Just pray that our ears become unclogged and our eyes would be attentive to what the Lord wants to do. Would you guys just pray with me?